You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Real life, no myth. Where we talk about myths and misunderstandings surrounding life, race, faith, and culture. If you'd like to support the Nick Smith Podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or you can give through our Patreon. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And today's episode is called, How Far Can You Throw Them? <laughs> can you say it again? How far can you throw them? I love the little country accent. I loved it. Um, this is an episode about where you put your trust. I had to put a little bit of and that in And mine's in a box. Trust. I put sure. mine in the bank. All right. Uh, <laughs> but before we get started, please, 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 please share the love, y'all. Uh, and by the love, I mean this episode. I call it the love, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you can also share the love with people in your life. Yes. The, people that you know. If And only if you're married, then share that love with the, that person. <laughs> Don't be sharing that Don't love with anybody. Don't be sharing that love with anybody else. That's just for y'all. It's private love. But <laughs> share this episode with somebody, please. Uh, email, text. Email? Um, yeah. Are you emailing this to people? Sometimes you can email. You don't email links to people sometimes? Not unless they ask for Facebook it. Facebook message people. <laughs> text message. IG this Email to link. me is reserved for all those spams that I don't ever read. Yeah. And. Discount codes for Chipotle. That's yes. it. That's all I got and my email business for. transactions. <laughs> transactions. I guess. I don't know. Um, so please share this episode. Share, like, subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, don't forget to hit the little bell so that you know when we post new episodes and so yeah. that you can stay tuned to what's going on. Yes. Also, shout out to our inner circle. You guys are awesome. What we love our inner circle. We have love for you who are watching this that are not a part of our inner circle. The outer circle. Maybe we should the call it. The outer circle. <laughs> Sounds weird. It Sounds like. Yeah. They're not outside the circle. It's just like concentric circles, right? Okay, I got you. I got you. So they're just in the bigger Um, circle. So those that are in the inner circle, Mm -hmm. we love you guys. You are the reason this podcast continues. We're reaching more people. We've got more international listeners. Again, shout out to our listeners in Iran Uh and uh, Australia. Russia. Somewhere in Russia. Russia. Somebody's listening. Come on, Um, Russia. Had some listeners in UK this month. That's awesome. So thank you guys so much for um, allowing us to reach more people. Um, This ministry uh, goes forward because of your support and your investment. Also... If you don't already know, which if you're not in the inner circle, you don't. You ain't with the it. The inner you circle is know. getting t-shirts. We have them designed. We're going to get them ordered soon. So if you want to get in on that, all you have to do is for as little as $2 a month. $2? Or if, you, if you're like, hey, this is amazing and I want to give $500 a month. That would be awesome too. Good for you if we'll you have that kind of extra cash. t-shirts. I don't know. I could. I just... <laughs> um, Right. Yeah, it's we'll okay. We'll come visit you in your home. No, if you I don't give know. That much I don't think month. we can make that promise. Uh, depends on where they live. It really does. Anyway. Anyway, go ahead. So, um, um, so yeah, you can get um, in on the inner circle, and you can actually get a T-shirt when we order those this year. And part of the inner circle uh, benefits, being the bonuses, yes. is that you get exclusive content, mm-hmm. including our politics series that we wrapped up. Yes. And you don't want to miss that. So, yeah. if you join the inner circle at any point, you can go back and get all the bonus content. Mm-hmm. For from the beginning of the inner circle till now. So you can catch up. You won't feel like you're out of the loop. Um, yeah. And you can hear all the insight and stuff that we talk about as far as law and order, as far as uh, character versus policy, mm-hmm. um, one issue voting. We we dive into it with our inner circle because there are some unpopular opinions that sometimes we got to get into. Yeah. And we don't want to just encourage division and derision. Yes. So it's just for our people to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, so jump in and you can be a part of that. Yeah. All you have to do is go to patreon.com mm-hmm. slash Nick Smith podcast. That's right. And all of the instructions and information are there. You'll see our beautiful faces. Mm-hmm. On, Mostly hers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, the, yes. I'm the only one that wears I makeup. So have the beautiful face. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So also speaking of Kylie Joe's beautiful face, she has a <laughs> 
new mixtape coming out. I know that sounds gangster, like she's not dropping rhymes, but she is singing. It is an acoustic mixtape, and um, the next single, which is I Am Free, free. Mm -hmm. I Am Free is going to be dropping in November, and the mixtape will be coming shortly thereafter. So please, please, please go like her page. Go to KylieJoeMusic.com. She also has a Patreon called the uh, beautiful people yeah beautiful people if you want to be a beautiful person you can join her yeah and what's cool is if you wanted to be in the inner circle and be a beautiful people it's only five dollars that's five dollars a month total because it's i actually i I know it's weird but i took my price up a little bit actually no right now that's not true for now through the end of november if you want to join beautiful people it's Mm -hmm. only a dollar so that would only be three dollars you can be part of the inner circle and beautiful people yes and if you find yeah if you find that after one month of listening to our content and looking at the exclusive content or after one month of being um in the beautiful people group Mm -hmm. you're like you know what this isn't really adding value to my life guess what you only spent a dollar on beautiful people and you only spent two dollars that's the inner circle and you waste that much every week i'm sure it's true and so this is just once a month so um (laughs) all right let's jump into it let's do it today's topic how far can you throw them um this comes from if you don't know the the idiom it's that saying i wouldn't huh watch your mouth i wasn't calling you an idiom (laughs) i was calling the words uh this comes from the colloquial saying Uh um don't trust them as far as you can throw them (laughs) And that's, which is very violent if you think about it. Well, no, it's because you can't really throw people very far. So if you can't even you're pick a person enough, up, it's true. If you're like a power lifter or something, yeah. but if you're not a power lifter, um, we're talking to the regular non-power lifter, non-person gotcha. throwing people. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> if you're a person throwing person, person, if you're a person throwing person, maybe don't trust people even that far is what we're saying. Um, but this, uh, this idea of trusting people and where we put our trust, uh, we started this conversation and uh, came back to this point because I, Nick Smith, <laughs> am a natural um, skeptic. Hi, Nick. Hello. Is it the natural skeptic? Skeptics Anonymous, Anonymous yeah. <laughs> Ska. We also have horn <laughs> bands and stuff. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a natural skeptic. I just, I don't, it's not that I don't trust people. But I expect people to do what's best for them. Mm. Like, I just expect that if somebody does something and they make a decision that may not benefit me, but it benefits them, I'm not surprised. Mm, okay. I'm like, okay. okay, that that makes sense. You're like um, a nice pessimist. Yeah, there, it's. I like to think of it as like a positive pessimism. Okay. <laughs> because it's not pessimistic in the way where I'm like, man, everything's terrible, but it's more like, okay, I see the way the games play. That was more like mopey pessimism. Yeah. Like oh, the man. Eeyore, Eeyore pessimism. Yes. Oh dear. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think the way I view the world is through a, um, I guess a realistic, I believe it's a realistic understanding of human nature, right? Okay. Of like the brokenness of people that, that people in general, mm-hmm. when back up against the wall, they're not normally going to look out for other people. Ooh. They're going to look out for themselves. Okay. And so keeping that in mind, um, I get through life really um, pleased when people do something that's uh, out of the ordinary for that. Like when okay. somebody does something, goes out of their way to help when somebody um, gives, when somebody shares, um, it just makes me feel like, oh, wow, that was that was exceptional. That was above. So and you beyond. have like almost like I'm, I'm just going to throw this word out there like uh, a, like people are 
are depraved. Like people are naturally going to do the bad thing. Yeah. And so like when they hearts, don't, exactly. it's like, whoa, like you celebrate that. Yes. And so, so you're kind of, kind of, kind of no, nah, I don't know. I think Arminianism <laughs> would kind of agree with me. I don't know. I guess we could I think, kind of say you're a little bit about it. I think Arminianism <laughs> would agree with me in this. But um, understanding that the fallenness, the brokenness that uh, pervades uh-huh. the human being, um, like we have the ability to choose right because mm. of God's grace, right? Okay. God yeah. gives us yeah. the ability to choose what's right, but we don't want to. Like our natural mm. inclination is to choose wrong. Mm-hmm. And so because I know that about people, um, I don't really trust people all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's one of those things like I'm 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 difficult to disappoint, I guess. Okay. It's one of those things like wow. somebody says, "Hey, I'm going to do this thing." I'm like, "Okay, cool." But you know, like they're probably not going to do that. It was not they probably won't. It's if they don't, it's okay. I, wow. I know that's more like it's it's within their human nature yeah. to, to fail. And so I'm okay with it. If I you don't, you. I want you to succeed. I want you to do the right thing. Yeah. But if you don't, I can't really be mad. That's good. Um, that's good. I, think so, that's yeah. a, I think that's a healthy, maybe somewhat I don't outlook know. to have. I think it truth, truthfully comes from a lot of trauma. <laughs> I know. I was like, I, I wonder like who hurt you it, that like... <laughs> It comes like, from a, it comes from a lot of childhood and y'all we getting real, but real life, real it's life not inner bit. circle stuff, baby. No, this, that's okay though. This is real life. So, um, my background, I come from a broken home, lots of drugs, lots of violence, lots of gang stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just be a lot of broken promises, like a lot mm. of broken promises and hearing things like, Oh yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to go here. We're going to do this. And then, um, because my family is riddled with addiction and, yeah. and that, would control the situation more than people's good intentions. Mm. Um, I went through a long season where I was just angry. Like yeah. people are always letting me down and I was getting bitter. And then really once the Lord got a hold of my heart and I started to see like, Nick, you let people down all the time. <laughs> like you do, you do the same thing. You're mad yeah. at other people. It's for. also you. Exactly. <laughs> then I got to this point of like, okay, all right, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm, my wife, funny. this is why we make a good, team because yeah. Kylie Joe. Well, I, I share that skepticism, but in a different way. Okay. So like I, I'll just, I'll I'm kind of coffee. Oh, I didn't know. We have to stop. I'm just no, kidding. We're I'm keep going. I'll just so, be coffeeless. Right. So I'll kind of start where you, like you wrapped up with talking about childhood stuff. Mm-hmm. So like as a kid, I remember, um, like even before my mom got married and even before, like we had a, a family, like and, and that to build off of, mm-hmm. um, I remember understanding that people were untrustworthy. Okay. Like I remember knowing that like people were going to take advantage of you. They're going, and it wasn't because I had been abused. It was because I saw the way that people treated my mom, specifically mm-hmm. men. I saw like just the way, even some, some of our family, the way that they dealt with one another, I was like, yeah, that's not, I don't want to trust people. Yeah. And so like I developed this um, suspicion of people. Okay. It was not just skepticism. It was like, what do you want? Why do you want it? But, Mm. but I also, because I am my mother's daughter, um, I also really wanted to, um, be loyal. I wanted to be a good friend. I wanted to like, I had that desire. And so I developed this like natural loyalty. Once I could see that someone, um, was trustworthy or once I could see that like, um, we had an affinity, like, oh, okay. Wait, okay, yeah, we both like that thing. So now I'm loyal. Got you. To a fault. <laughs> and like, I, and I will say like, that really is something I, I think I learned from observing and like seeing um, different people in my life not understand codependency mm-hmm. and boundaries. So it was like, no, we're best friends now. I'll do anything for you. Yeah. But then I would get more disappointed because I was so caught up in 
this person being the person I thought they were. Yeah. Um, and so like, even now as an adult, I'll still find affinity with people. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, you're my person. You're my people <laughs> until like, if something goes wrong, mm-hmm. um, I will still get disappointed. Yeah. But I, I think I've learned from my husband and from other people that like, Hey, you can have that loyalty to a cause or a brand. I'm super, I love brand loyalty. Like that's my yeah. thing. My Kylie husband, Joe, he makes fun of me for it, but I'm she like, she will find something that she likes. And if you, if you rock with Kylie, <laughs> if she rocks with you, she rocks with you. <laughs> and she's telling everybody about you and she's just supporting you wholeheartedly. Um, which is awesome. That is an awesome trait that I don't always have. <laughs> and so I think awesome trait. It's not a bad thing. Okay. okay. Brand loyalty isn't a bad thing. Right. And so like I have that, but sometimes it's not just a brand. Yeah. And so like I'll find myself, um, I have found myself, I'll say in the past getting really, really, really disappointed in someone for not meeting an expectation that, well, they never said they were going to do that. You just yeah. kind of jumped in like, all right, we're going to do this thing together. Right. And then when they're like, I wasn't really feeling that. Yeah. What? I can't believe you. <laughs> and it's like, hold on. Yeah. And so like that, um, and also I'll revert back to like, well, that's, see, that's why I don't trust people. Mm. See, that's why that's exactly why yep. it's because of this person and this thing that they did. justifying the bitterness because yes. of the current situation. Something that yeah. just clicked is both of us have that mirror reflex that, mm-hmm. um, looking at the other person and seeing, wanting them to, to behave be, yep. the same way we behave. And you probably do that too. Like, I think all of us have you that, definitely do. that tendency of if, like, if right now you're saying you don't, you do. you do, but like we did an episode about that. Like, yeah. why can't you be more like me basically? Yes. <laughs> and I think that like that has cultivated this idea of, of loyalty and trusting other people, because if, mm-hmm. if you want other people to trust you, you're going to want to trust other people. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying it's bad. You shouldn't, you should be trustworthy, <laughs> Yes. but your identity shouldn't be caught in whether somebody trusts you or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's just natural. You're going to let people down. Yeah. And it's, vice versa. And they're going to let you down. Yeah. And you've like this whole topic, honestly, what, what stirred this conversation was uh, people's loyalty to their political parties right now in the mm. season and people's loyalty to uh, certain politicians as people yeah. in lo- like looking to people as saviors, looking to people yeah. as they'll never let me down. They've got my best interest at heart and right. they know my plight and they're working for me. It's like, no, <laughs> no they're, they're not. not. <laughs> and like some of y'all didn't forgot. Don't trust people as far as you can throw them because either that or y'all didn't got real strong. Oh, like y'all either got real, like y'all can just toss some people all now over. Now we're talking to the people throwing people. You, <laughs> you guys apparently have you a lot power of, lifters out there. You just, got a lot of trust. Mm, um, because wow. like with politics in general, political stuff is, is a lot like marketing. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really what it, it is. It really is. Yeah. They're just trying to get you to buy into their brand. Yeah. And once you buy into their brand, they're expecting that loyalty and they're expecting mm-hmm. you to back them and to, um, even bad mouth, besmirch the other people. Wow. Besmirch. Uh, yeah. What's up? I say besmirch. Wow, that's like a $5 word. We got to bring besmirch back to the hood. Like, did you just besmirch me? Like, hold on. In homie, the presence of mine hold, people. Hold on, bro. Don't be besmirching me in front of my family and stuff. You know what I mean? You just going to besmirch me like that? You went like, like totally hood. I yeah, went like proper. You did. I think we need to colonize, yeah. you know, bring it down to the common people. They need besmirch. Um, so anyway, <laughs> forgot where I was going. I got caught on besmirching. Politics. Politics. There we yeah, go. People. Uh, <laughs> Branding. Brand loyalty. Yes. And so we end up putting our faith in people mm-hmm. and uh, to our detriment. Yeah. Like truthfully. Yeah. To our detriment. Because there's no politician that I know of 
yeah. that is going to tell you the truth 100% of the time. Yeah. Well, and even like looking at stuff from a marketing standpoint, which mm-hmm. I'm not a marketing expert, but those of you who are, you can let us know if I'm yeah. correct. Chime in. Um, a lot of what we do and when we're marketing something is to convince the person that we're going to add value to their life. Yeah. Yeah. That's and good. so like what, what we're seeing in, and it's not, it's not any, um, I guess it might be more visible in this election season, but it's happened in every season. Like yeah. that, that's why we have like propaganda and that's what things are doing is it's convincing you that this person will add value and consistency and merit mm. to your life. When really um, the, the deception is that your life already has value mm. and you're just, you're just not seeing it. Yeah. And so like we, there's this, there's this deception that I think is in the world and of the world that, your life is worthless unless yeah. you purchase with whatever it is, whether it's your loyalty, your time, your affection, you purchase this thing. It's also the the image, like especially with politics, uh, feeding you fear. Oh, like yeah. Not only yeah. maybe your life mm-hmm. is uber valuable, mm-hmm. but it's, it's so fragile. valuable that, yeah, it's fragile. Yeah. And unless you vote for me, mm-hmm. then your life is gone. And the way of life that you, oh, your the th- way of life. yeah, the, the, this thing that you value so much is going to be taken from you, yeah. but I can protect this you. This thing that you've put your identity in. Yes. And, really what it is. And you know what I've noticed is during non-election years, we don't, we don't get as caught up yeah. in trusting people. Well, I mean, in, in trusting politicians. Say, yeah. In, in the past couple of years, I will say where, where it wasn't an election year, I was like, wow, why are we bringing this up? It's yeah, not it's even true. an election year. Yeah. Honestly, like, now this is whatever, whoever you support, you support. But in my recollection, I don't remember the past three, pre- four presidents that I can remember mm-hmm. um, campaigning when they're not. When they're not being elected. Yeah, Trump, like <laughs> Trump really does his own thing. Like he's like, I, I was elected in 2016, yeah. 2017, yeah. I'm campaigning for 2020. Well, and it's, it, like, it's, why, it's really why, marketing. It's, it's just, it it's incredibly Keeping intelligent marketing. Yeah. yeah. Because Keeping it's, it's saturating the market. And yep. so like when you're looking at it in that way, it's like, wow, that's incredibly intelligent and yeah. so cunning. It's, it's cunning. It's savvy. Yeah. It's, Very savvy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally um, on top of it. Way to yeah. go. <laughs> Good job. Whoever his PR person is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. But mm-hmm. other than that, other than this past election cycle, yeah. um, normally people get all riled up during the election mm-hmm. and then you talk to them a couple years later and be like, how do you feel about the election? Like what, what election? I got bills yeah. to pay. Like, how do you, do you feel about this policy, this platform? It's like, yeah, what, like, what, what? Um, I already voted on I got it. stuff to do. Like, yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> get out of my face right now. But like, it's, it just speaks to that natural inclination we have to want to be loyal to something. Yeah. Like, and it, it is seasonal. It's cyclical. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's like we, like we're created to be worshipers. That's, mm-hmm. that's who we are as people. So yeah. you'll worship something. You'll be loyal to something, even if it's not God. Yeah. And so it, it puts us like, it makes sense that we would put people in that place when we're, we're so fragile when we're so like distracted and unfocused. Cause we find our connection. Like you said, like I see this person, I can identify with them because they identify with my struggle yeah. or they identify with the common enemy that I have with yep. them. Or we have this affinity because we both, fill in the blank. Yeah. And so then we find that commonality and then we take that connection to the next level mm-hmm. of not just loyalty, but like now I worship now. Yes. I like now, if you say anything against this, like this, we idolize. This, yeah, this person is it, this is the person for me. Yeah. And we can do that. Like, it's not just politics that we no, do that in. No, like, that's just the easiest thing. That's the fish in the barrel right now. Yeah. That's the easiest thing to do. It's shoot. the easy, like, uh, politics. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. But it happens in, in so many relationships and we have, yeah, we've seen it in a place where you wouldn't expect to see it. <laughs> it's, they're already watching. It's not clickbait. 
<laughs> oh, dang it. Sorry. Stick around for more information <laughs> on where we've seen this. Ten places up. we've seen it plus one bonus. <laughs> <laughs> no, like this idea to idolize this image of idolizing people um, and putting our trust in people. It, it functions in churches a lot. Yeah. Where pastors, where mentors, where elders, um, they become functional saviors where mm. we start putting our trust and faith in them. Yeah. Or even if you're in leadership, um, the people that you lean on the most, you know, this yeah. person, they're always there. They always show up Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You know, Gretchen's always making the coffee. You know what I mean? Like these Where'd people, Gretchen? I, Gretchen's on top. I don't even know Gretchen, but I'm sure she cool. does it wherever she, does she lives. Yeah. Um, so it's like, we put our faith in these people and then when they fall short or when uh, people in the church fall into sin or when mm-hmm. they fall into whatever brokenness that their heart is leading them away from God, that, that's mm-hmm. pulling them away. We get personally affected yeah, and we get personally disappointed and, yeah. And then you get those people that start to lose faith. Mm-hmm. They say they're losing faith in God, but really they're losing faith in the, in people. the people, which it's good. You should like a lot of times in those, yeah. I'm like, well, good. You should be losing your faith in people. You're not supposed to be having faith in them. That's Kylie right. Joe, Kylie, you should be, you should totally <laughs> be losing your faith in them. Talking um, to the mirror here. Right. Yeah. And like, I would say that in our, probably the last, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years, mm-hmm. I've experienced more disappointment mm-hmm. from people in church. Yeah. than I ever did from people in the world. And and that's not because people are more apt to disappoint because of their behavior. Yeah, It's just because I had set a standard for, like we all do it. We set a standard for certain people based on where they're at in life, based on um, whatever camp they fall into, that you're mm-hmm. going to behave this certain way. And when you don't, then that causes disappointment. And I know that I have done that with the church where I'm like, yeah. well, the church is, it's, it's a, it's a, <laughs> oh, sorry. I just slipped into another language. It's cool. I was just speaking. I don't think that was, I don't think it was. I don't, it don't, don't be lying oh, on Jesus. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, where I've put such hope uh-huh. and faith and trust in people. Yeah. And God, it's like, God has shown me like, yeah, this is supposed to be a safe place. Like that's what the church can be, but it's not always well, the place where you can go to find that refuge from those from things of the world, forces. from, from humanity. Exactly. Like- <laughs> exactly. And what you said about the expectations people have for church members, mm-hmm. it's not just Christians that have that expectation. No, because you, you don't see any other group held to such a high standard as Christians. Right. Anytime something goes wrong and a Christian steps out of line, atheists, non-believers, people of other faiths mm-hmm. see Christian, you're supposed to be the ones mm-hmm. like there's this, this understanding that since we are the people of God, we should have a, a higher moral compass. Yeah. We should have a higher level of integrity ethics. Yes. Which we should. Yes. Um, but it's important for us to know that just because, um, you say you're a Christian, doesn't mean you've had that transformation yet. Yeah. And just because you say, just because you may be a Christian doesn't mean you're a perfect Christian. Right. And so you can be seeking after the Lord with all your heart and still fail. Yeah. I do it all the time. Yeah. Um, Agreed. And so there are those moments where we walk into church with such high expectations and then we're disappointed because we expect the people in the church to behave and act a way that we don't expect from the people in the world. Yeah. It's like the people at the world start, you ever have those teachers where it's like, all right, today you start off at an F and you've got to work your way up to an A. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the other people today. You start off at an A Mm -hmm. and you have to earn your F. Um, We walk into the church and everyone has an A. 
Mm-hmm. One person messes up. Now everyone everybody has failed. Yep. Uh, and as opposed to the world where we walk out, we're like, okay, we're starting with zero on everybody. Yeah. And then you start to let people build up like, okay, you're cool. You're not. Yeah. But we don't judge the world based on this one person. Yeah. Who is a jerk. It's like a weird curve that we invent yeah. for people in for the, the church. church, only in the church. Yeah. And yeah. so we have to remember that the, these stereotypes, um, yeah. aren't accurate. All yeah. the time. Even the good ones. Like, yeah. like even saying like, well, Christians, like I know there's one that I've heard so many people say, and I really have, I, I don't know. It's like a pet peeve of mine when businesses will put out there that they're a Christian business. Really? Like, Were they baptized? Exactly. The I'm business like, the baptized? business has no soul. Just saying. <laughs> you're trying to get my money. You're, you're not tra- trying to, what are you talking like, about? And, and they'll put like a little fish on it or something. And I get it. You want people to know that as a business owner, you hold to a certain standard, but there's yeah. a part of that that's like, you're really setting yourself up and there's a stereotype that, Oh, well it's a, it's a Christian business. So they're not going to let me down. They're not going to bamboozle me out of my yeah. money, especially car dealerships. It really irritates me. Y'all. <laughs> if you're a Christian car dealership, change the ch- change it. Just, just change. I need it. you to really didn't really didn't anyway. <laughs> you got all right. But up. like <laughs> it's a positive stereotype that like, Oh, yeah. they're going to treat me well. But then if they don't, yeah. if there's an off day or goodness, like forbid there's something that happens with money. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, they've disappointed me even more yeah. because I had this positive stereotype that actually negatively impacted the relationship. And then we start blaming, we start putting that on God. See, Jesus, yeah, look see, at your, see, that's see, why that's I message your people. That's why I don't go to church. That's why I don't go to church because this one person this- did this one thing. But really the truth needs to be owned. Like, no, the reason you're disappointed is not because God failed at establishing his church. Mm. His church is not the failure. Right. The reason that you're um, disappointed is because you put faith in the people yeah. to be God. Amen. Like the people are not God. The pe- they are the people of God, mm-hmm. but they are people like mm-hmm. they're, they're going to fail at times yeah. and they're not going to live their life perfectly. They're going to do the best they can. And a lot of times it's your own hardness of heart mm-hmm. that receives this. Um, Hey pastor, can you pay this bill for me? And we'll be like, Hey, actually there's, there's not any money in the account that mm-hmm. we use for that specifically, you know, for bill payment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll be like, well, I see these tides every week. Why can't you just take the money and give me that money? Yeah. It's like, okay, so you have a weird expectation. You don't actually know how this works. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm not wronging you right now, but you just have a weird expectation yeah. that isn't being met. And so we have to own that. Like our hope is being put in people solving our problems mm-hmm. or people being there to listen or people being available when instead God is calling us to not lean on people. Yeah, that's like good. The church is there to help, yes. But ultimately- people are going to fail you. Yeah. And of course there are situations I'm thinking of like, um, trauma in the church Mm -hmm. and there's things that happen and it happens anywhere, but, but we understand that when it happens in the church, there's a different level of damage. There's a different level of violation that happens, whether it is, um, physical or sexual misconduct, financial misconduct, like those things. Yeah. Those are traumatic. And those are things where we do have to kind of, we have to be walked through that um, with counsel and with therapy in order to heal from those things. And there will be a time where I think it's natural for us to want to, um, to distance, to distance from, from the church because we associate um, things with that relationship. So know that if that's where you're at and you're, if you are walking in a healing process through that, that's, that's something separate. That's something different. We're not speaking of like, well, just get over it. You shouldn't have been trusting them anyway. No. No, when a, when a pastor or someone in leadership that you trust violates you in some way, truly violates you, not just, you know, not just doesn't pay attention to you the way you want them to. Yeah. Um, then you do have to walk through that. And there is a level of, of understanding and grace that comes with that. And there should be higher accountability in that. Person. Absolutely. People should 100%. be held accountable 
yeah. for their misdeeds. Yes, and 100%. So we're not trying to give pastors or people in church a pass. No. Oh, more plosives. You got what? Pastors are people of pass. Anyway, He's moving gonna on. He's going to bust out in a spoken word here um, in a minute. Yep. So, um, yeah, and getting mad at people, mm-hmm. I think is, is um, I think it's natural. Or yeah. getting mad at God, excuse me. Getting mad at God is, is a natural thing because, okay, yeah. um, like, we're children. And, you know, if my parents don't, didn't give me what I wanted, or like when I was a teenager, if I didn't get something I wanted, it was easy to be like, whatever, mom and dad, get out of my room. Like, to yeah. be mad at them, even though they didn't do it. Um, and so know that like that anger we can feel towards God, even mm-hmm. though it's misplaced, he's got big shoulders. He can handle it. Yes. And with grace, he will correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love looking at, so like the way Jesus responded to people. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that that's Je- weird as a Christian, you look at the way Jesus lived his life. Weird, but I kind of feel like he's like the bedrock of everything. <laughs> that's so just, it's revolutionary. It's really. like, I'm not whoa, <laughs> mind blown. Um, it's like total anyway. So when Jesus was dealing with a situation, uh, you probably know about it where he was like betrayed and turned over and like he had all these people Heard like this. crucify him. Heard this before. Yeah. Um, in first Peter, it says that he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. Hmm. And, and I think it's John too. It's like, he didn't entrust himself to the people that were before him. So like this gives me the understanding that Jesus, God in the flesh knew he couldn't trust people. Yeah. Even people he walked with for three years and personally discipled, personally poured into personally. Good. He laid hands on them. He fed them. He washed their feet. Yet he was like, look, I can't trust y'all as far as I can throw you. Yes. And he also didn't trust in the system. Cause like when you look at the stuff with Pilate, yeah. And even when he's talking to him, Jesus is like, so you say, yeah, Hey, do you think he's like, man, you're going to, you're going to have to take responsibility for your job. Politician do mm-hmm. what you got to do. Yeah. He wasn't trying to be like, well, Pilate, let me convince you. He didn't trust the system. Yeah. He didn't even trust his disciples. He told Peter ahead of time, you know, upon this rock, Peter, that one, mm-hmm. who do people say that I am? That guy. He told him, look, you're going to betray me. Not just once, not twice, three times. You're going to yeah. do it. And when Peter told him like, no, not me, God, <laughs> like far be it from me, Jesus. Right. He turned around to him and he was like, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. In other words, like, look, I'm telling you, I know you're not trustworthy. I'm telling you that I know you're going to betray me and you are making yourself an enemy in this moment. But by, like, <laughs> but even in that, right, Jesus didn't change how he loved them. Right. Right. So that's he, hard. He didn't trust in a sense of like putting his faith in mm-hmm. these people. His faith mm-hmm. was always in God, the father, right? He always yes. talked about doing the father's will. Um, but it didn't stop him. That actually empowered him to love people. Yeah. Because when you're loving people without expectation, right? Ooh. Cause that's what it turns into is Come when on. you're like, well, I'm going to change how I treat you because you, I can't trust you. So now I can't love you. And what right. Jesus demonstrates is like, I still love you. I, I, I can love you because I don't have to trust you. Yeah. I have the freedom to love you in spite of your wickedness, in spite yeah. of your, your shame, in spite of your dirt. I, I can love you yeah, because was, I don't have to trust you. And it came from that place of, again, being aligned with the father. That's right. When he, he talks so much about being one with God, I and the father are one the yeah. father and I are, he talks so much about that. And he talked about abiding in him. Yes. He ta- like as we should abide, as in we him. should abide in him. So yeah. like this understanding of connectedness to God like truly being one with the Lord through Jesus, through trusting in what Jesus did on the cross and out of the tomb. Like yeah. when we trust in that, that's where we have the power. Our power doesn't come in. Okay. I guess I'll do some trusting and then just hope that everything works out. And then yeah. I, and then I have to muster up this sense of love and forgiveness and grace. No, you that's start right. with that. And like what 
Jesus did, he trusted not only his life, Mm -hmm. but he trusted his suffering. He trusted his death Mm -hmm. into God's hands. That's something that we, we don't have that same experience of like, oh man, being betrayed and turned over and crucified. Hopefully not. We do have the experience of being hurt. Yes. Of seeking after things, um, not of this world and having people, you know, turn their back on us. We have that experience. And as Jesus was able to trust God with so much greater suffering, Mm -hmm. how, why would we not trust him with this, this light and momentary affliction that we are experiencing now? You, Um, you brought up the abiding and that brings mm -hmm. me, that just brought me a great image of, uh, he talks about, um, when you're abiding in him, when you're the, he is the vine and we are the branches Mm -hmm. and we're going to bear fruit, right? Mm, um, yeah. the fruit is, uh, shaped sometimes by the, the weather, right? Yeah. If it's too warm or too cold, too wet, yeah. too dry. Um, but it's not the external temperature that, that causes the fruit to grow. It's, it's the vine. It's the, right. the sap coming in through, um, through the vine into mm-hmm. the branches, creating this fruit. And so the fruit that we have, the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Good job. Thank you. Very I learned good. that from a Sunday school song. <laughs> um, the, that fruit does not come based on our external situations. Ooh, that's good. And so the love that we have, the forgiveness that we have has to be there in spite of what other people do, mm-hmm. in spite of what other people say. Because if we're only going to love people because of how they act, then that's, that's saying love. that they're conti- they're the source of the fruit in your life. Come on. And, and they're not. The Holy Spirit has to be the source of the fruit mm-hmm. in your life. And if you're waiting on someone to like you, love you, show you respect before you do what's right, then you're looking to them to be the Holy spirit in your mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. You're saying, I'm only going to act like Jesus. Yeah. Um, act like Jesus in the right circumstances <laughs> when Jesus acted like Jesus in the worst circumstances. <laughs> right. Um, sorry, you said that. And I was just like, Oh, that's good. Imagery. Pastor moment. Pastor. That was good. Come on now. <laughs> um, well let's, we kind of leaning into it. Let's, yeah. um, get into some practicality. Yeah. Um, I want to start with this idea of keeping your own humanness, your own brokenness, your own, faults right remember remember who you are no (laughs) remember where you came from right oh yeah remember the things that you still struggle with because Mm -hmm. every time we have an issue with someone else it's so easy to aggrandize their faults and minimize your own you mean it's easy to see the speck when we have the log yeah that's what it is who said that i I think it's in the bible oh i think it's in there Mm -hmm. um but it, it is it's easy to minimize their struggle Sorry, minimize our struggle and maximize their struggle and their fault and their faults because um, it, it just helps us to maintain our bitterness. Yeah. Excuse me. And so if you are able to keep your humanness in view, know that you have a tendency, you have the track record, you have the ability to do damage in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. You have the ability to let other people down mm-hmm. and you want grace from other people because you don't want people looking to you as savior. Come on. You don't want people looking to you as ultimate. Come your on. word is law. So you need to have that same understanding with other people. Yeah. And that goes into what Jesus had said about doing unto others. Well, that's the King James. That's fine. Do unto others as thou wouldst have them do unto thee. Um, (laughs) But really, like we often think of that like, oh, well, I'm going to treat you the way that I would want to be treated if I was acting like you. Jesus didn't say all that. He kept it real simple. So like even even when people disappoint you. Because it's a when, it's not an if. Correct. You have to continue treating them the way that you want to be treated when you disappoint others because it will happen. That's right. And so like, I think I was thinking um, there was a situation that happened a couple of years ago that I was um, thinking about because I'm reading this really great book about the mind and the brain and how it affects or how the mind affects the brain. Mm-hmm. 
And I was looking at like the healing process of going back to a traumatic event and being able to pick it apart, kind of like reliving it in a sense, but seeing the grace in it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had to walk away from the situation knowing like I did disappoint this person. Yeah. I made them angry and their view of the situation is markedly different from my view of the situation <laughs> right. where I am. I, I know I'm the bad guy in that situation in their story, in their story. Yeah. Um, but I have to still treat them the way that I want them to treat me no matter. And they don't treat me the way that I want to be treated, but I still have to engage with this person as like, Hey, I want you to treat me this way. I want you yeah. to be kind and gracious and forgiving. I don't want to be kind and gracious and forgiving to you, but I'm going to treat you this way. Like out of the love that I know God has shown me. Yeah, that's good. That's I have good. to be able. And so like, that's, that's how we do the golden rule. It's, yeah. it is in these situations where we've been disappointed and hurt and someone has let us down. And ultimately Christian or person, they only let you down because you gave them that power. Yeah. Like that, that's what happens is we buy into whether it's an authority figure or just someone we like or our spouse or our child, you gave them that power. That's why the disappointment happened partly is because I trusted in you. It's not yeah. just what they did. And well, so in those situations, that's where our grace becomes measured and becomes so necessary. That's good. Sorry. You, yeah, I, Sorry. I had something. I, was I like, jumped around. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, what you said about, uh, doing unto others, even when they don't, um, I, for me personally, I struggle with um, con contractual, mm -hmm. um, obligations Same. being like, yep. I did this for you. Why haven't you done this for me? Yep. Why won't you do this for me? Right. Um, when Jesus tells us to love without expectation, we're supposed to love because he loved not yeah. love because we expect. And, um, and so that just hit me and I was just like, that's so good. Mm. Um, the other thing I thought is gone. So it doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry, no, sorry. you're fine. It's didn't need to be said. Apparently. <laughs> um, the, the other thing that I have is a verse from Psalm 20, verse seven. And this says some trust in chariots and some in horses, mm. but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. Come on. So, uh, the Psalmist is talking about chariots and horses being the, the, the materials of this world, the mm -hmm. things, the finances, the protection, the, uh, our own strength, right? Some trust in wealth, some trust in their social connections, some trust in, um, their ability to schmooze, some trust mm. in whatever their stockpile of ammunition. Um, <laughs> But what he's saying is we trust in the name of the Lord because we know only the Lord, our God. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the covenantal yeah, name, I was say, yeah. Yahweh, like only our covenantal father mm -hmm. can truly protect us. Yeah. Whether we have money, health, strength, stockpile of ammunition, mm. none of it, none of it ultimately matters because God is ultimately in control. That's right. And so keep that in mind that yeah. you can't put all your faith in the things of this world. Because uh, no matter what happens, um, God is ultimately in control, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And one of the ways you know you're putting your faith in something is when that thing falls through, does it crumble your entire world? Mm, that's good. Because like it can, we say that like, put your faith in, put your trust in. What does that mean? Well, if I'm putting my trust in what's in the bank account, mm -hmm. when the bank account gets low, if I start to stress out and freak out, I've been putting my faith in that. So that's why I'm freaking out. But when I put my trust in the Lord, in other words, it doesn't matter what the situations around my life or in my life are doing mm -hmm. or how they're depleted. I know that God is my deliverer. I know that he's my portion. I, I will wait on him. I will wait for his deliverance in the midst of this. That's how we put our faith in something. That's good. Um, I want to read from Micah seven. Okay. It says, put no trust in a neighbor, have no confidence in a friend, guard the doors of your mouth from her who lies in your arms. Dang. 
For the son treats the father with contempt. Mm-hmm. The daughter rises up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, a man's enemies, are the men of his own house. It doesn't mention father-in-law or son-in-law. I just want to point that out there. But <laughs> that scripture kind of gives this image, and it's from the Old Testament. It's a prophet. So it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, that's kind of like, be suspicious of everyone. Don't trust nobody. Don't be suspicious. Be, Don't be suspicious. <laughs> or, like, have this bitterness in your heart. And mm-hmm. really the practical thing in that is don't become bitter. Yeah. Like that is true. What Micah had in there, like that, that's true. Like people will let us down. Yeah. Jesus even talked about it. Like a daughter is going to rise up against her mother. And like, yeah. these things are going to happen. I come what not to bring peace, but a sword. Yeah. And so we understand these things are going to happen in our lives, but we need to, instead of looking at people and being bitter and having contempt for people, we need to find God in the midst of the disappointment. And what, what I mean by that, I'm not using just some weird Christianese saying, but like when this person disappoints me, when my spouse lets me down, what is God trying to show me through the disappointment? What, mm, what less, what grace is there? Am I being disappointed in this small thing because it's going to save me the heartache later of this other thing? Like, and for people who have had failed relationships, I'll tell you what, that is the hardest time to see it. Come on. Uh, we've had friends who have been engaged. The engagement broke off things or they got married divorced. And divorced. Yeah. Okay. So what in the midst of this disappointment, what is God trying to show you? It's not, Oh wow. God did this to me. Okay. Mm. That's hard. And I, there's some counseling you might need to work through to, to sift through that. Yeah. But at the very basic level, what is God trying to show you about himself through this? What is he rescuing you from? Where's the grace in the That's midst good. of your disappointment? Yeah. Um, last thing that just I just thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard a sermon from um, Matt Chandler recently, and he talks about knowing where you stand. Mm. And he said, when, when you're standing on mm. the rock, when you're standing on the truth of Jesus, when things shake, um, you find your foundation, right? Yeah, yeah. But when you're standing on the sand, when you're standing on things that don't matter, when your trust is put in these other things, as those things start to crumble, you'll realize as you're fighting for control, you're starting to reach and grab and you're lashing mm. out and you're, you're acting out and you're behaving in bad ways. And you, you can't understand, like, I thought I conquered this. Why am I smoking cigarettes again? Why am I Come on. stressing out? Why am I yelling at my children again? It's because your faith was not put in the right thing. And so as the thing your faith is put in starts to crumble, you're going to start lashing out and reaching out and struggling, yeah. trying to grab something. Mm. And so take the time before, before the, the foundation shaking. starts crumbling and evaluate what you're standing on. That's good. That so, is so good. Yeah. There's a bunch of practicality that we could continue in, but, um, for right now, we, For right now. we <laughs> this has been the Nick Smith Podcast, and we truly hope you've gotten a dose of real life. No myth. Be, Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.